welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. This week is something that we've wanted to do for a long time. We have the great opportunity to introduce Alex Ponce. He is the designer, lead designer over at the brewery, The Brewery. And it's a good one. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of The Brewery for, for some time, I think, since I made that dive into the you know, big barrel-aged stout realm, and you know, kind of fell in love with that uh, as we talk about with uh, you know, the Black Tuesday, Gray Monday, Mocha Wednesday, I think, that kind of whole run of beers, and then, you know, even into the, you know, Sour Stout, Tartar Darkness. So I've been a fan for a while, and it just really made logical sense to have Alex on, and it's really just a, a good opportunity to hear his story, which is really unique. I think it's really fun. It's uh, it's just a, it's a good path, and it's just really, I think it's encouraging. And his, you know, take and perception and enjoyment of what he does, and just really brings a good level of you know positivity and, and energy to you know to his work and to you know just kind of his perception of of life and beer so this is a good one i think you're definitely going to enjoy it you can follow along with his work at ap creative uh, underscore on instagram and uh, ap-creative.com is the is the website and it's really just a nice opportunity to see some of the work that he's doing there and also which we will talk about is the hop feed which you can follow on instagram which is kind of his uh, one man uh, design shop for you know bringing some of his ideas and r- following along or forwarding that idea of you know good beer with good friends, which I think is uh, is super important because we said it numerous times that good beer is meant to be shared amongst good friends for you know good times, and good experiences, and uh, you know no bullshit. So I think that's what what I've always been you know the the purest or the the what I hope comes out the most from beer is, is the shared experiences and you know opportunities to, to hang out and meet new people and introduce folks to new flavors and styles they may not have been used to and do so in a way that's not you know too much uh, I don't know how to say it without sounding kind of dickish but just there's that level of that you know in the in the craft beer which is you know unfortunate kind of ranking of every experience and what have you so enjoy. Whatever your favorite beer is, good on you. Share with your friends. Tell them why you like it. You know, I think that you can turn them on to, to different beers. So Alex's episode is here. It's going to be a good one. I hope you're enjoying it. We just got back from Vegas. I was there for a couple of days for work. So you know how that goes. It was a lot of fun. Left a few bucks on the table, but uh, it was a good opportunity. We were there for some from training and really had a great experience. And it was really nice to... to you know, do some ideation and some brainstorming for a few days and just kind of uh, you know, get some good energy from people. So we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Flights delayed, so this is uh, probably getting live a little later than we would normally like to, but, you know, so it goes. But you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, 16OZ Canvas, 16OZCanvas.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think we even have a LinkedIn page. Yeah, because it's where you're gonna get all the all the news. But anyway, I think we should just get right into it. Happy Friday, everybody, or whatever day of the week it is that you're listening. Make sure if you enjoy this to tell your friends, share it, like it, snail mail it, fax it. That's a we got a lot of our 
new members from our fax line. So, you know, feel free. And if you don't like it, then just go to the next episode, you know, or a previous episode. But uh, I think this is a really good one. I really enjoyed talking with Alex. We had a virtual beer together. It was just a, just a good time. So let's get into it. Here it is, Mr. Alex Ponce, the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. This is how we do it. And in a funny, ironic world, this would cue up Paul Montel Jordan, but we're not going to do that. So here he is. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from Orange County, California. We've been a longtime fan of his work, Mr. Alex Ponce. We came to actually learn of Alex, which is really cool. We get recommendations all the time, but uh, this one came from, I guess it's one of your colleagues, Ryan Dick. He like wrote us this nice email and like, said how much he admires your work and how hard you worked and you know all this stuff. And I just thought I've always been a brewery brewery fan, and so it was always uh, it was really cool to get an email. But then he was just like, I always appreciate when another human being. So you know, goes out of their way to uh, you know promote or celebrate somebody else with nothing really nothing in return for them. So it was really it was just a nice moment that I wanted to publicly kind of acknowledge. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, Ryan, he sits right next to me, and he's a great guy. I uh, he he actually was one of the first people I encountered with even before I started working for the brewery because I used to be a member for like five or six years, and so I always go to him. Great, great uh, personality, great, uh, great human. Yeah, it was really cool, and I, I really appreciate it. And so it was just, it was just a nice way. You know, we, we, our recommendations are always our favorite, whether it's a fan of a brewery or a fellow designer or just a somebody like that. But we do get, I mean, because obviously you guys work together at the brewery, which is cool. But we do sometimes get ones that are very obviously like self-serving, like, hey, can you promote our labels? And it's like, they're really good. And then it's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so did them. And I'm like, oh, I can tell you don't really care as much <laughs> about the label. Uh, but you want it, or like, hey, can we send you some beer? And then it's like, by the way, uh, are, are this person done? And I'm like, oh, you kind of like missed the point of why we're here. But it I was genuine. I know that he was, uh, uh, he was in contact with you guys. Yeah, it was really cool. So that's, yeah. really, that's really genuine. It's really nice of him. Oh, well, yeah, we, there you go, Ryan. You're on the spot. Yeah, I think we threw up a, a one random episode because he said he listened. We, like, mentioned him. And I don't know if you heard it, but we just – we it's just like when a, some people always like, oh, I just checked out your episodes. I'll, I'll, I'll say something like that only they know about and then see if they, uh, they're listening. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so like I said, uh, you work for the brewery, folks. If you're not familiar with it, that's the B-R-U-E-R-Y. They're based uh, in California. I've been a longtime fan. You probably heard me talk about my uh, obsession with Black Tuesday. The only my only complaint, which we'll talk about later, is originally they were only in seven fifties, and I didn't have that many friends. And but I was collecting them. I had like a six year vertical, and I was like, eh, I don't know, you know. So eventually, you have to drink them. You know, you, you just kind of you and your friends just suck it up, and you know, you have one or two in the night, and then you sometimes regret it the next day. I don't know. I don't know how the body works. Sometimes it goes great. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. Sometimes it's Black Tuesday. Sometimes it's an awesome Monday. Who knows? Great Monday, right? Is that what it is? Great so, Monday, Black Tuesday, you name it. Yeah, right? Exactly. So it's just like, oh, so good. So anyway, I'm talking way more than usual. So Alex, like I said, you, you know, we first of all, follow along with Alex. Uh, you can go to his uh, Instagram, apcreative underscore or ap-creative.com. You can really see all the great you know, design work that he's done and is doing not only for, uh, you know, the brewery, but 
you know, some freelance work that he's doing and just, uh, you know, it's really the, the, your, your Instagram is a, it's personal as well as professional, which I really like. And so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it just, it really, it really resonates and I think it's really nice and I, your work is always really clean and you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, and we'll get into it a little bit with where you're supposed to talk about yourself, but yeah, I, I just really like it because you're ha- you're given limited space, especially on the bottles, and you're able to do so much with you know with the font and the consistency, and it, it really has a style that's all its own. But it, it varies from year to year because that's you know with the style of beers that are being made, that's just kind of as important too is them to be the same but different. So, oh for sure. With that teaser though, this is this is where you talk about yourself. So I could talk about you and how much I you know admire your work. I, 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 I will do that throughout. But kind of what's you know what's your story, Alex? How did you find your you know your calling with design and you know yeah just take us down uh, take us down memory lane a little bit while I uh, oh man uh, I mean growing up I was always kind of picking up a pencil and hit hitting that paper uh, was decent at drawing um, got a little bit better I used to do like my uh, grade school like like uh, event posters and and like uh, class posters for like even even other classes at classes I wasn't even in. And, uh, I'm, I just looking at graphics, uh, the older I got, I was like looking at billboards, signage, um, got even older and was looking at like logos, branding, didn't know what branding was. Like when I heard the first, when I heard branding, I was like, what is that? Like the branding, like iron, like someone's going to brand you. But, uh, yeah, I was actually just going to go to community college, um, locally in my hometown, um, do some design classes, do some art classes, didn't really think too much about it. But I was always told by a handful of my friends, like, you should definitely do something with art. Like, you're pretty damn good. Um, You have an eye for certain things. You have a a unique style. Um, And I was like, you know what? Well, maybe. But uh, one of my one of my good buddies, and he's now actually a brewer for the brewery, uh, full circle. Uh, he was going to go to tour the Art Institute of California in Santa Monica. And he was like, hey, dude, do you want to go with me? I was like, sure, I'll go. Um, didn't think too much about it. Uh, toured it, fell in love, applied that next day. And I got my bachelor's in graphic design with a uh, minor in focus in typography. So, And the, started drinking beer. Uh, wasn't good beer. Um, uh, definitely learned what good beer was over the years of drinking beer and uh come to find out my niche was designing beer labels yeah that's pretty good now <laughs> now you just like skip through a whole bunch of stuff so i mean we're gonna we're gonna dive back in but so you go to design school how, how was that what, what what was really was it were you focused on one specialty there did they allow did they did you learn what you didn't like by doing other things kind of how would you really, so, yeah, how would you, how was, how would be that for like, I know what business school was like. I did take a lot of classes I didn't really like very much, but there's, yeah. some, there, so how does that work with like, yeah, how does that work? There was for you? definitely some classes I was leaning more towards than others. Um, but the thing that I kept doing and I, I knew like, you know, design school in particular, like it's not always cheap and it wasn't. So I was trying to consume and, and soak up everything that I could. And I didn't stop when like class let out, like I would go, work into the night and do like random like projects and just if the class was the class assignment was a certain project I would like build off of that so a uh, quick little example I was told to do like a menu design 
for like a restaurant, like a fictitious uh, restaurant. But I ended up doing like the menu, the uniform, the the uh, the environmental design. Like I always build more than I was actually ever like needed or was asked to do. And I think that's what I took away from design school. And I was learning, I was leaning more towards like the branding and like logo and, and typography classes a lot more than like, you know, perspective. <laughs> but, uh, were your, were but, your classmates like Alex, what the fuck? Like you just did like, <laughs> some you, of them, like you fucked the uh, curve, bro. Like, yeah, it's like if Alex is an some, A. Some then class, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they were always like, well, here's my menu. And then I was like, well, here's the full brand. Yeah. And so I guess that was like, kind of yeah, annoying. Like, I actually people. made the burger. Here, everyone has here. – yeah, here, I'm going to hand out the burgers in the class. You can all try a bite of it. Yeah, it's I wish I could cook. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I I mean, I'm, cook I'm okay, but I'm a lot better at design and cooking. <laughs> I follow directions pretty good, but that's about it. We got like the – Yeah, pretty much. One of those boxes that came in the mail, and I'm not going to give them any plugs, but um, it was pretty good. Like the ones that they say like make the meal in 30 minutes, like whatever their tagline was, it was – it was like an organic one. It was really good. And it was it was pretty well. Like everything came and told you what to do. Like 30 minutes, you do this, and it should look like it. And that was, I was, so it was, I would say they're idiot proof. They're pretty good, but. Nice. If I open the fridge up, I'm fucked. It's like, ooh, don't have, <laughs> I don't have anything here. But, but yeah, so yeah, that's really, I mean, so, I, and I think that's important too, because you really make the best of it. Like I definitely wish that I could go back and take a few classes differently and like learn things differently. So I think that. The fact that, you know, if I actually, I was pretty blind to how much things cost like in college, for college at that time, which is, I'm still paying those student loans off, but it's like, you and me both, right? Like they would just call me to the bursar's office and be like, oh, you know, you, this, you need more money for this. Can you sign this? And I was like, oh, well, sure. I can go to yeah. your class. Like that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So it was not a, it was not the best. No, no offense, no. mom and pop, but it didn't really go well. So. So yeah, so that's really so. How long, you know, do you are you doing start doing freelance stuff or are you getting involved? Like, do you meet folks in, in college that you know or that you're you're working with or kind of uh, like a crew of folks who are designing stuff together? Like, yeah. what's the? Um, I actually went to school with some people that I'm still in contact today. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, work. I work on some freelance projects with them. If it's you know too big of a project just for myself or for them. Um, but I started freelancing in my June, I guess you could say your, your, my third year of design school. I, I know it's not like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, but I was like kind of on the tail end of design school and about to graduate and I started, well, started doing freelance, um, super small projects like logos here, apparel design there. Um, but one of my, one of my professors, he's the, the, he was uh, the professor for the business of graphic design, which I feel like I kind of soaked up a lot more than others. Um, you know, learning the business side of design, like not the technical aspect, but uh, his name is John Lure, and he's uh, one of my good mentors. And he actually helped me get, land my first gig. It started off as a contract, but it was a very, um, very well-received tech company that not a lot of people know about, but it's called Esri, E-S-R-I in Redlands, California. And I actually was there for as a print designer before I even graduated. So that got my feet wet. Um, and it kind of started off that I guess that kind of started my career even before graduating design school. That's awesome. And I do think we've had other guests who actually teach and do other stuff like the business of being like an entrepreneur and running your own business, I think is just as important as like knowing how to, you know, 
vector and you know do things to scale and, oh, for and sure. have like depth and what have you. It's pretty you don't think about it, but like that was a lot of people comes don't think about lot. it. Right. The idea of like making an invoice and or, right. or you know, like what 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 should your contract be and like how should that be uh, laid out or or certain things or you know, what's the proper uh, file delivery, do you get, you know, upfront deposit and stuff like that? So I think I translated what I learned in that class into my freelance, like, procedures now, even, you know, five years later. Yeah, it's something you don't really think about. Okay, how do I prevent me sending them, you know, proofs, uh, you know, watermarking? Should I watermark it? Should I do this? What, like, yeah, it's just all these little things. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, but like, what are my terms? Like, how when should I expect to get paid? And what if I don't get paid? And what? Are, yeah, for sure. Freelance is a big, big, you know. Sounds like a headache to me, but yeah. It, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I, I've been I've been lucky, and I've also been kind of on the other end of that, where you know I've gotten cheated out of a couple grand. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just shitty. And or my favorite, like, is the obviously we always talk about it. I feel like it comes up like cyclically, but like the exposure bullshit. It's like oh yeah, and it's like. You know, these people have these massive, especially in like the beer space, always drives me crazy. It's like these massive tanks and barrel, like all all this infrastructure is there, and it's not cheap. But why would you? Why why is it okay to, to as a small business to screw over another small business? It doesn't matter. Exactly. Never, never really resonates with me that way. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, folks, you want to go to ap creative.com You can see his portfolio. You can see what he's working on, what he has worked on. How would you describe your your style? You know, what is your what is your approach? Are you all digital? Are you using tablets? What what do you? Um, I think it all depends on the project. But before I dive into that, I will say if you do go to my website, it is kind don't, of don't wait. Do not say do not say what you're going to say. You're going to tell me that it's not up to date, right? Is that going to tell? It me? is not up to date. I will say that my See, Instagram is way more up to date. Right. I was going to say, and we say it a lot, is that <laughs> if your if your website is too up to date, then you have too much fucking time in your hands. And I will tell you, folks, that Alex does not have too much time on his hands. He's very busy. He's been moving. We have been trying to get yeah. together for a while. We were both busy, so it doesn't really help each other. But <laughs> it's been like it's yeah. It's, that's the hardest part of the thing. So it's not. I'm not shitting on giving out I'm busting balls with Alex. But yeah, he's gonna tell me it's not up to date because he's been he's been good, good. I'm glad it's not up to date. <laughs> You've been cranking that shit out over at the brewery and other places. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm the only designer at the brewery, and we, we, we package a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, again, folks out there, if you're spending every day working on your website and you're freelancing, you got, you're got you not doing something right. you got to be busier. I can say within, like, 30 days, or if you're someone like me who makes it look like it's up to date when you're really just pulling in from somewhere else, like, <laughs> smart, smarter, not harder. But, yeah, if you're busy, I love it, and it's a good thing. Now go back to where you were. Don't go to his website, folks. Don't go to his website. Yeah, I mean, go follow me on Instagram more than anything. Yeah, you'll that, you'll see the the blend of my work and like my personal life, which I try to blend kind of seamlessly, just because the thing that I've learned is people are going to hire you for not only your work but for the type of person you want to like portray yourself as. And so, like, you know, I don't only design for beer. I drink beer on the weekends. I you know I hang out and you know do I think I do cool things. But uh, I like to just provide that like transparency between client life, freelance life, my actual nine to five job and my personal life, which not a lot of people agree with. And, and it's not meant for everyone, but I think it's just easy and meant for yeah. me. Yeah, I think that's the thing. All right. Get over it. That's your two cents. Your two, <laughs> z- 
You have good bio photos, by the way. I, I forgot to tell you that. You always have good, like, so you, you must have a really good photographer. Uh, my bio phone on my Instagram is actually uh, self timer. Yeah, self timer. Nice, dude. Uh, 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 I had a chalkboard wall at my previous residence, and I just stood on a or sat on a stool and timed it, and that's about it. Well done, man. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's good. No, we have the other one that you're. you're there's another one uh, that looks pretty good on your. That you with all the barrels. It looks pretty good. It's from. Uh, the oh Sunday. yeah, that's a good one. A lot of barrels at the brewery. Yeah, but it's a good shot. It's good. Yeah, so it's it's uh, good work on the self timer. I've definitely come to. Uh, appreciate the self-timer uh, more recently but it's uh i feel like i need to get like a little phone tripod I, I i love to say i'm using a camera but i'm just i'm not so i'll get a phone tripod <laughs> i would love you know i love i love photos we love photographers we, you know we try to celebrate them here but I don't, yeah i don't care i don't use a phone i mean a camera like i used to it's not i mean it you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta, you gotta use the resources you have i'm a hustler there we go so 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 obviously you're saying it depends on Depends on the project, but I mean, are you work. What do you, what do you, what are your, you know, tools of your trade, regardless of what the project is? I mean, do you have, um, do you have a tablet? Sure. Do, you, do you pencil I, it up first? What do you do? For sure, go to pencil. I actually have. I use these, these little, super small field note gridded uh, dotted notebook things from you know, shout out Draplin. But um, I just, whenever I, you know, either put down a lettering, uh, get some sort of like layout or composition down for a particular particular label or apparel design, I always go like super rough because I know what I'm envisioning in my head. Not a lot of other people can, you know, dissect that from my head. But uh, if I go super rough and super sketch and then, you know, clean it up, uh, revision after revision, and then even like take a photo of that, put it in my iPad Pro. Um, but it all depends on the project. You know, sometimes I have the time for that, you know, that super long procedure. And sometimes, you know, I have to crank out seven labels in a week, which I don't know. It's kind of tricky sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty, yeah. Sounds pretty, pretty rough, uh, in a good way. It's a good problem to have, but it can be a little stressful nonetheless. So obviously, um, uh, you know, if you look at your bio, you, you worked at a few other, uh, beer related spots, which is really, it's a, it's a good, um, it's a good portfolio to have, you know, you worked at stone for a while Yeah. in Taco Bell, big fan. You probably, probably put on a couple pounds on me. So I apologize yeah. for your fault, but I worked them off. I'm looking good. What up? I mean, um, I try, I try, I try to work it off. I mean, yeah, it's, if, right. it's not talk, if it's not free tacos, it's free beer, which I don't know. Yeah. I haven't. It's always hard. <laughs> yeah, but you're in Southern California. You shouldn't be. I mean, there's good tacos. You don't need to go to Taco Bell for for good tacos, though. So I think that. Would yeah, be I know. Good. But it was well, for free. It's free. <laughs> that's true. Good cheese gordita crunch is pretty good, especially if it's free. But can't complain. So, you mentioned previously. I'm not sure if it was when we were recording or we were just chatting that you used to be a, a member of the brewery. You know, they have a you know a society, the Hoarder Society, if I remember correctly. And so you, you went from just being a member and, you know, and being a, a connoisseur to, you know, working there. How did that kind of go down? Did you, just, did you just break them down? Did you show up all the time? Or just like, got to hire me? Um, I mean, I was a member for, I think, roughly five to six years. I started off as a preservation society member, which is the lowest tier. Um, it was like kind of my, my entry membership into beer. Um, just, I guess you could kind of say getting your feet wet with, you know, really experimental and innovation of like the 
the it's beer. It's pretty good, yeah. You went like you say people say they jump in the kiddie pool. You jumped in like the one of the coolest, you know, kiddie pools around. If that was your like first real big <laughs> jump in, because yeah, like I said, I've been uh, a big fan for a while. But then I upgraded to reserve member, uh, or a reserve, a reserve society member, and then you know, tasting room uh, uh, beer tender started recognizing me more and more. And then uh, one of my good friends, she she worked at uh, the brewery. And she saw she you know saw the open for a design lead, and she was like, you know, are you looking for an in-house position? I was like, yes, I am. And she's like, have you heard of the brewery? I was like, I've been a member. <laughs> have you um, heard? I kind of like that. Have you heard of this place? They're they're not been coming. They're gonna be pretty yeah. pretty big. <laughs> um, but I, I I I wasn't even done having that conversation with her. I applied. I updated. That was the time I did update my website and my portfolio and everything because I knew for a fact I really wanted this job. And, and yeah, were you were you like freaking out like, oh my god, oh my oh, god. Oh, I, I think I I didn't go to bed till like two or three o'clock in the morning just to like update and and submit my application the next morning. Yeah, I, I, totally, um, I totally get it. I've, yeah, I used to manage, <laughs> I used to manage a band and we they they had like they had a basic website and then they decided. Like early in my tenure, that they would let me update it and they gave me access to all like the FTP and like everything. And I think I, I like taught myself how to use like gallery and all this like cool stuff. And I stayed up, I think, just to like set like the, like straight through the next day. And I would, I sent them like a fully active like website with like all of their archive, like everything we like had talked about. Yeah. And it's like, when did you do this? I was like, oh, I just did it last night. I really, I was just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I, I just applied, um, got an interview, uh, brought my knowledge of not only being a member, but being a big fan of the brewery um, into my interview process. And I think that kind of helped me shine a little bit. And the rest is history. I've been here for almost 11 months now. That's excellent. That's excellent. Now, for example, folks, if you don't know, it's the brewery. So it's B-R-U-E-R-Y and they... They do a lot. I mean, they're they're extremely busy. They're putting out some really unique stuff. They just wrapped up their uh, final year, I believe, of the twelve days of Christmas, yep. which was a really uh, fun and innovative way to create a new beer. Again, go back to what we said earlier about tradition, but still being you know having a unique flavor on things. Um, yep. the, they put out a lot of lot of lot of lot of beer, so a lot of labels. You know, what is what is that like? How many how many labels are you doing? How much time are you getting? You know, the good part is there's a good amount of them that are barrel aged, so they're not just, you know, they're not turning around like some of the the hazy factories, but like there's definitely oh for sure. But there's um, definitely I mean, been even that though they've they've tried. I'm I'm gonna butcher, but like kind of like that slushy juice. You know, they had that for a while. I'm not sure what it was the exact name of their version of it, but they even tried to dabble in that, which was really cool. So, um. So packaged beer, I think uh, 2020, I think we're slotted for like a hundred, little over 160 beers. So 2020, I'll be making 160 labels. Um, but correct, there there is uh, so a lot of it. We do have time when it comes to like the barrel age stuff, which like yes, beer is in barrels, but I'm trying to get ahead where, you know, I don't want to do 12, 15 labels in a week type of thing. But, um, Oh yeah. They're putting out so many of them. It's not, it's not like, yeah, every month has its own. Oh, for sure. So it's yeah. like, so you just know it's going to come down, but it's still like, it's, it's a consistent level. I mean, cause now it's like the culmination of so many ideas and dreams over the last, you know, years, you know, that are now ready to be available. 
Oh, yeah. Like, we just packaged off uh, Black Tuesday Reserve coming out next month or in a week or so. And that's been sitting in a barrel for two years. So, um, I mean, a lot of these cool like, what labels. Kind of, what I, kind of barrel is that one in? Uh, that's bourbon barrels. Black Tuesday, Asian bourbon barrels. But it's the Reserve, so it's two years. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of these labels sometimes they you know they're you know kind of a updated you know we recently went through a kind of like a brand not not a rebrand but like a brand refresh uh we kind of cleaned up the the brewery you know script logo it's not fully in script anymore it's more readable it's more legible um we brought in you know we 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 had some packaging we have packaging guidelines now so everything there's a rhyme and a reason for everything so i think a quick little example is you know, Black Tuesday, the die cut, the shape of the label changes every year. Um, and uh, given that, you know, certain shapes have dedicated certain certain years, this past 2019 was the 10th year of anniversary or 10th year anniversary of Black Tuesday. So paying homage to, you know, the original, I used the original shape from 2008. Um, so wanted to, you know, bring that back bring that back into the, you know, the, the, the series, I guess you could say, but, um, no, a lot of these labels there, some are updated, some are fully, you know, brand new ideas and some are now we're canning. So we, we, uh, the application between a 16 ounce can and a 750, uh, bottle, you know, sure. There's some, there's some connection there, but there's sometimes where, you know, there's a lot more real estate on a 16 ounce can than a 750 bottle when it comes to our shapes and our, our sizes of our labels for the bottle um, bottle package. So, I mean, I mean, I, I could bust out a, you know, a, a good label in, in, in a couple hours, but you know, there's, you know, rounds of revisions, there's, you know, update, uh, you know, I'm waiting for analytics from, you know, on a, a little snippet is, you know, all of our sour beer on, on the brewery Teru side. Um, we provide pH and total acidic, uh, you know, numbers, which, you know, sometimes that, that takes a while to get, but, you know, we're, I'm, I'm trying to get ahead. You know, I'm right now I'm designing for, I'm in finishing up May labels about to start in June labels. Um, so, which I know some breweries try to do that. I, sometimes it's hard. Granted, we're not the biggest brewery, um, but it's pretty we, unique. We it's pretty neat to that be far that to be uh, you know that far out, and what I mean obviously I love the fact that you know we we didn't call it the seven hundred fifty milliliter you know canvas. So I, I do love the fact that the brewery went to you know sixteen ounce cans for some of these beers because and maybe it's just how I see it, but like I think they saw that these beers are loved by people, but they can like that the idea of having one sixteen ounce Black Tuesday versus trying to like I was saying before like. You know, seven fifty, which is uh twenty twenty five point four, right? Sixteen is a point. Yeah, twenty five point four ounces. Yeah, somewhere around there. But like a lot of people like we're known for big barrel aged beers. Like there's there's only a handful of beers we release each year that's under, you know, eight percent, nine percent, where uh, yeah. We we reach, you know, thirteen, fourteen, you know, we just packaged off a couple months ago uh, Black Tuesday Grand Reserve and that came in in like twenty three percent. What? Um yeah, oh my uh, God. triple barrel aged uh, Black Tuesday, Agent Bourbon Barrels, and Brandy Barrels, I believe. Um, Damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, I think the Black Tuesday, was, yeah, the Black Tuesday cans are like 19.4, right? milliliter yeah. label. Damn, that's pretty, oh, that's pretty dope. 
Um, I like but, but you also get a little more real estate. They like, kind of you play with the patterns in the background of the, you know, the shape or that label on the on the cans, which I think is really is really makes it makes it must be a little fun for you to kind of get do a little wilding out like outside of the you know outside of the label so to speak on the cans. For sure, yeah, I tr- I try to push that envelope as much as I can. You know, obviously staying true to the brand, staying true to what the brewery's known for. But you know, I'm I'm a very I would consider myself a very conceptual designer. So like, uh, you know, there there there's always a rhyme and a reason for this. You know, the pattern I choose, the colors I choose, um, why I brought you know certain elements from the previous label. You know, back in like 2014, back you know, we're we're about to package off sour in the rye, pineapple coconut, uh, and I'm I'm bringing back certain aspects and certain um certain like uh i guess composition from the 2014 label to the 2020 label so i i think i always try to earlier in the podcast you you asked me about my, my the style and you know what i like to try to design for and it's like i try to pay tribute and pay homage to where the design came from like like vintage design, like you, you'll see in, if, if, you know, you go on my Instagram, you see like a lot of arch typography, you see a lot of stuff that you could see, you know, on labels and things back in like the 20, 30, 20s and 30s sometimes where I, I like where design came from uh, and I like to put my own little spin on it, whether it's, you know, texture, color, layout, hierarchy, whatever. Yeah, I like that because I think that you're saying in your, your interview and, and you know, you were very kind of, you know, happy and excited when you were talking about it but like that was probably really important because you saw that and you also from a branding perspective you were you were a member of the society and you saw the value in that and not only when you you know you were the first here you you moved up and you really loved what they were doing anyway so it was like this genuine excitement to be part of something you know bigger than yourself that you already had in you know, invested in. So you, you take that in and, you know, and it, it really resonates just to hear, you know, you talk, oh, I took this in from that and that it's uh it's really cool. And I think, yeah, I think it's really important for their brand to have made that choice to, you know, they didn't, they didn't kind of come early at it in the 60 ounce canvas game, which I think was good. Yeah. I think that they really did it at an important time. I think too many breweries just say, okay, well I made a beer, I can put it in a can and, what the brewery does with their barrels and you know how they're they approach beer i think that it was they had to make sure that it was you know it was going to translate because the black tuesday and a lot of the other ones right um you know white chocolate chocolate rain gray month you know they're all they're all just iconic beers to me and so i think that for sure and we actually got a lot of flack uh when i could we see actually... I, I i could see that i mean i definitely could see why yeah i i, I, don't, uh, I don't know if that's been proven yet i mean because because to me, I get a, I get a Black Tuesday. Like I said, I I had I had a lot. I had a I have this I cellar my beers, quote unquote, which is basically the corner of my basement. It just sounds cooler to say it's cellared. <laughs> but I mean, there was a period of time where I had you know that was the only beer I would trade for. I would just trade for Black Tuesdays or uh, Jamaica Blue Speedway Stouts from Al Smith. Anything with Jamaica Blue Mountain Coffee in it, I would trade for. And so like, there's a few things. But I'd be like, uh, it'd be a Friday night, and I want to go down there, and like I would have killed if I could, have, you know, cracked a sixteen ounce Black Tuesday, and that would be my night, and I've been super happy. But I mean, For if sure. I can see why. But like the bottle has it where anytime it's premium, I, a premium package, there's wax on it, or a yeah. you know a, a, yeah, a wax to, capsule. Yeah, to me, it like it generated like a mental feeling. Like anytime I would have one of those, it'd usually be with special friends and a special moment. Like it would be cool, and it, or we. You know, get together and a few of us would, you know, I forget which, 
was it? I had to chat with my buddy. I'll, the one year that my friend, I think it was the first, what was the first year of Black Tuesday? Like, you, uh, I mean, Package was 2009. Yeah, he had, a, I think it was, I'll, I'll text him while you're talking, but I think that was, he had a few of those and he saved them. And we, I remember one time we had one and it was just like, we did try to do like a Black Tuesday vertical, but obviously I, I'm a big fan. But yeah, I can see why people be upset. But I think that, they it would have been much easier and have been a huge huge cash grab for them to do that. They could have done that two three years ago. Yeah, really. You know, I mean, it would really and they and they waited and I think that you know you can tell who's kind of trying to dip their toe into the the barrel aged cans and you know I I don't know I I think that they're always respectful and you know do things you know they're pretty smart from a business so. are back you're listening to episode 148 alex ponce the brewery the 16 ounce canvas the podcast the art of craft beer the is the word but see folks what i say do i lay every down this is a good one from society member to their lead designer lover of the beer lover of the brewery brewery I know, I just, I, I cannot say it like that, it's just fun, but the brewery is uh, is definitely on our beer bucket list, so we look forward to you know, making the pilgrimage at some point in the future and you know having a few, but I just really like the story, I like the, the thoughtfulness and creativity, you know, a lot of times with with labels like that, especially the, the big bottles with their shields and their, you know, they're not taking up as much space as available, you know, less is more type of situation. To hear the level of creativity, especially, you know, some of these iconic beers and trying to do a, a new version of the label is uh, is really enjoyable. And then obviously talking about the the, the dive in with the 16-ounce the cans, which is, uh, you know, kind of was really cool for us to see that happen as well. So I just, Alec is a very thoughtful and, you know, passionate designer, and it really kind of resonates with, you know, just all that he does. So... Make sure if you're not doing it, you are doing it right now, you know, and go follow along with his adventures. It's really easy to do that. There's a button usually that you click on. It says follow. So you can go on Instagram and it's AP creative underscore, or you can go to his website, AP dash creative.com. You can also follow along with the hop feed, just as it sounds. And then the brewery, the brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y. And then... We're the 16-ounce canvas. You are you. I'm AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we've gotten some good ones lately, and we will respond. We appreciate everyone's interactions and positive feedback and just, you know, hey, what's up, dudes? So we hope that you're enjoying this episode as much as we are. Remember, we are the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Wherever you get your podcast on, we will be there. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we propagate, we get the word out, and we help you, you know, enjoy what you do. So let's just get back into it. So that's what we're going to do. The next segment's going to start now. Yeah, I mean, it, it hits a different uh, target audience for sure. Um, you know, our, our first big barrel-aged can that we, the beer that we canned was actually Chocolate Rain, um, and a lot of people didn't really like that, you know, we're like, well, it's a, a quote unquote, a cheaper package, but you know, it's still the same liquid that's in that can. Um, 
And I personally think 20, uh, what was it, 2019 or 2018 Chocolate Rain 16 ounce was some of the best Chocolate Rain I've ever had. I think I still have a couple cans. Um, and it's, it's a cool, it's, it's something, you know, you don't have to share. You don't have to, you know, hey, I'm going to invite four friends over because, you know, this is a 19% beer. I mean, you can finish it, but you're for sure going to feel it. And, you know, there's certain times where, hey, I don't I don't want to, you know, I want to sit on this for a little bit. You know, I could drink it, a 16 ounce Black Tuesday over the course of, you know, a couple hours. Um, I, I would but, love to say that I'd probably be over a couple of hours. But, yeah, I think once that thing got a little warmth on it, I think it would go down Yeah, pretty. A local brewery did a 17 ounce and we had it the other night and it was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, a couple hours, I'd like to say a couple hours. I'd probably be, you know, an hour, hour 15. Yeah, but so we're, we're there's like the Black Tuesday section of the show. We could do a Tarts of Darkness next. Um, but um, given that there's some of these beers are just, you know, they're they're seasonal but or annual. that They have these uh, kind of versions of it. You know, what is the process when you when you get a new beer like that probably doesn't happen as much because there's, or maybe it does actually, but I mean, maybe from the outside, I would say it doesn't happen as much, but what is that process like? What? Okay. We have a brand new beer, Alex. We well, want to label for. there's different sectors and different sessions of like our portfolio. So uh, a lot of these like big barrel age stuff, you know, you see year after year, they're typically member only, um, or they'll start that way. Um, you know, we just released Aloha Friday, which is, Black Tuesday with macadamia nut and coconut, toasted coconut. So obviously that's 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 member only. I right, just get me on like the media list. There's got like a me. I see people talking about these media versions are getting. Please like, <laughs> get me on that. I'll I'll pay for that version. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're going. On. Um, but you know, there's our our DTC or direct to consumer um cans will release lo- like locally and online only. So you know uh. We had Island Time, which is like a tropical uh, pineapple uh, stout. So we have a lot, of, a lot of like DTC cans and and bottles where it's you know only two, you know, our on online presence or in the tasting rooms. But we we we're actually ramping up our distribution. So we actually just came out with um, a new distro. And when you think of brewery, obviously you think of you know big barrel aged beers, but we just actually uh, hit the ground running with our, our Rue Keller series, which is, um, you know, our series of, you know, premium craft lagers. So we actually, uh, a new core beer for us, it, which is actually ironically what I'm drinking right now is a Rue Keller Hellas. It's a Hellas lager, 5.2%, and you'll find it nationwide. Um, so that was a brand new beer, definitely the biggest I think the biggest um, exposure label I've ever done. Um, you, you know, that'll be, you know, nationwide, we're shipping it everywhere. Um, but you know, that's going to be, that's, uh, distributions, a, uh, is a ramping up, uh, part of the, the brewery portfolio, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, so, okay. That, that, what is that process like? I mean, what do you pick a specific color palette, give them the style of the beer? Um, what, what, so you know, what kind of, who are you talking to? This. Yeah. Like who's, who, you know, what, like, how's that go down? Like, uh, Raquel or Hellas, I'll, we'll use that as, as an example. So, uh, obviously we, there was the, uh, the, well, we did a small DTC run, which is, you know, local only, not, you know, liquor stores, it's like tasting rooms online only of a Raquel or Meritzen, which is, you know, an, uh, a riff off a Oktoberfest beer. 
And uh, I had a design down for that. I'm sure if you guys are listening, you could Google that can label. But I kind of altered it for the bigger uh, run of Rukeller Hellas because we knew that Hellas was going to be a, a core brand. So that, that one definitely took, you know, I think I worked on that label for several weeks, um, revision after revision, making sure we got it right. Because, you know, for the initial drop, um, we wanted, you know, we were trying to get, you know, liquid to people's mouths. You know, this craft lager is, it's, it's one of the highest rated Hellas loggers on Untapped. Um, super crisp, super clean, but uh, we wanted to kind of, kind of get get our feet wet with with the packaging. So we ordered, a, you know, a bunch of cans, knowing that we're going to translate that into direct print, you know, which which is a bigger run. And so I think that was a a, a, a new step for me because that's actually the first direct print can I've ever designed. Oh, you know, beautiful. a lot of these you know smaller breweries were doing sleeve cans. And we have, you know, certain um, things we could get, you know, we could do with it. I've been toying with matte coated cans. So some of our cans now are not gloss finish. It's matte finish, which if, you know, if the artwork applies to it and the, the concept fits, I'll, you know, I'll throw in, I'll, you know, pitch, hey, let's do this on a matte can, not a gloss can. Plus, they, they photograph way better. Yeah, I think but, matte kind of fits too with some of the barrel aged stuff. Like it has, it's like. For sure. Yeah. Um. But no, Raquel or Hellas was definitely the biggest label, I think, even bigger than Black Tuesday this year um, or for 2019 that I designed um, with, for the amount of the, the volume, obviously, the exposure it's going to get. And, you know, it's barely starting to roll out. But you're it's, it's if you see a four pack, pick it up. It's, it's fucking amazing. And I, yeah, I think that's a good, you know, evolution of the brewery too, right? I mean, that, like they're known for their stouts and, you know, the Taru program with the sours and where they are. So, you know, you just saying before, it's very rarely for them a beer that's under 8 to 10%. And so. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, but not, it also, not like you think about us doing loggers, but right. when we say we're going to do a logger, we're going to do it damn right. Right. And I think that, again, I'm a, I, I've homebrewed before. I'm, I'm fairly novice and, you know, the, the cobwebs on the, my equipment are, are pretty thick. But I think the lager, when you line it with the ideals and the ideas of you know the brewery, what they're doing, the lager is on a, a style that you can rush, race, or kind of or like you know find a, a quick cheesy you know way out of you know. So it kind of a it, it goes along with their you know de, uh, you know dedication to detail. So I think it's a very, oh for it's sure a, it's a very fitting. And I've always heard like that a good lager or pilsner is a you know is most often drank by, you know, a brewer because it's a lower ABV and it's a, you know, more dedicated and delicate process. Oh, 100%. Like I, I even, when I got wind of us, you know, releasing a craft lager, I, I was like super excited just because I go to a lot of breweries and, you know, some of them I frequent, some of them are new to me. And, you know, if I go to a new brewery and I, I walk in and I, and I order, you know, a flight, I want to be impressed by the lager, the Pilsner, the Hellas lager, whatever. Because I know if you could hook me on that, you could hook me on your experimental hop IPA or, you know, you know, adjuncted stout where if, you know, loggers like impress me with your logger and, you know, you, you hook, line and sinker type of thing. But I'm, I'm, I've been drinking a lot of loggers lately and, and I, I thought for sure I wasn't going to be a, you know, a logger or a crispy boy. How <laughs> was that but, a thing? Uh, is, that, is that one of the, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if you if you only drink lagers, some clean crisp lagers, you're a crisp, crispy boy for sure. 
Oh, Maybe that's a SoCal thing only, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. chime in if, if you think it's more yeah, SoCal. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, you got the pastry boys for the pastry stouts. Yeah, we're going to yeah we have, we're going to pastry town in a couple of weeks in the other half, which yeah, so that should be interesting. But yeah, <laughs> I think I don't know when it's going to air. But yeah, I mean, I think the brewery. I mean, I don't know their pastry, but like this is a stout appreciation event. I mean, I feel like the brewery should should be at all of them. I mean, I could I could. I'd be pretty happy if in my, you know, top whatever of uh, styles I could drink the brewery. And, I mean, again, I talked about the L. Smith. I got to go to their Anvil and whatever it's called in, in San Diego. Oh, Anvil and Stave. Have you been there? It's really cool. Yeah. But that those. secret door, it's fucking all Like from a branding. It is like, pretty cool. I is, mean, yeah. they'll do like custom blends for you. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a good spot for and, sure. And it's not the L. Smith, um, you know, uh, podcast. But, like, there's just – if you go to the brewery in San Diego – most days there's a password. It's a secret door, and you have to, you know, it's not. I mean, it's not like a, you know, one of those like murder room, murder mystery rooms. Like it's pretty easy. Yeah, to find. it's 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 more of like a easy, accessible speakeasy, but it's really cool in there. Um, yeah, I've been there, and, and they're super knowledgeable. But it's like you're in this like huge commercial space, and you go into this tiny room, and yeah, they found out that I had come just from Connecticut. I mean, we were there for a wedding, but that was like one of my destinations, and they like went in the back and pulled out like this velvet speedway that. They don't, they were like, they're more excited to share. You know, you just, you know, when people can feel the smile when they're just talking, like, oh, like, for sure. Like, hold on. And they went to the back, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I, that's the one thing I love about the community, the beer community. Well, I mean, as a whole, yes, but like, I've witnessed it firsthand in Southern California where it's, it's more about sharing beer than, you know, drinking it to yourself type of thing. That's why I found it like my little side project, the hot feed, but. Um, yeah, we'll it's all talk, about sharing yeah. good beer. Yeah, we'll talk. One, so, how, what was what was the first beer that you worked on that you had like that you had from the brewery? Like, because for me that feels like full circle. You know, for must have been a real kind of a ma- big. Experience. Um, my first label at the brewery. So in 2018, before my time, the brewery released a collaboration with Jester King called Imperial Cabinet. Um super super uh crisp and like mildly tart acidic uh sour from the you know the teru uh, side of things but um they decided to throw that into gin barrels and um get inspired by a ramo ramos gin fizz uh style cocktail and so my first label was the gin barrel age imperial cabinet which um we decided to throw in a blue bottle in tradition of, you know, gin is, you know, kind of known for blue bottles. Um, so, yeah, my first label at, at uh, that I that I had at the brewery um, that I worked on was Gin Barrel Age Imperial Cabinet in 2019, which was super fun to work on. Yeah, that's a good that's a good first one, too. I mean, there's uh, Jester King is, uh, you know, we, 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 we keep me in the. We like get a hold of Josh Crockwell and then like we fall apart, so we we have to finalize that and get him you know get him on here. But yeah, you can see that that bottle is it almost looks like it's made of like a black light that that sexy blue bottle. Yeah, it would be pretty. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it the, that one was kind of cool because I got to call out the treatment. So being you know the d- design lead, I get to call out you know whatever's metallic, the finish of the label, um, what color wax it gets what pack check the four pack, the 16 ounce can four pack gets, what color that gets and certain things like that. So I, I try to pull out all the stops and 
like I said before, there's a rhyme and a reason why certain things are metallic and certain things aren't. Yeah. So before you you mentioned again one of uh, Alex's uh, other projects involved is called the Hot Feed. It's literally how it sounds: thehotfeed.com. Or you can get rid of the .com, go on the IG and Instagram, the Hot Feed. Why don't you tell us a little more about that, Alex? Um. So long story short, I was born and raised on a street called Hop Seed. Oh, that's pretty. So it was it was kind of like meant for me to like beer. Yeah. You're like <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it's like a yeah, it's like your uh, origin story. <laughs> pretty much. And so I started. You know, one of my expensive hobbies, I guess you could say, is photography. And I started drinking kind of fancy beer, um, especially after starting to work at Stone. I would always, you know, come home with, you know, cases of vintage beers and stuff. And I would try to use it started off as like just like a photo- beer photography Instagram. Hence the reason why it's called Hop Feed. Um, but I knew that was only going to last a certain amount, a certain while. And I was tired of seeing uh you know certain certain like i don't want to say bad apparel design but certain things that that wasn't appealing towards the craft brewers the craft beer like scene there was only certain uh, like um i guess themes and aesthetic where i still to this day i think it's the coolest thing to see uh you know your own work in, in real life whether it's a beer label someone wearing a t-shirt design with you know on their back and so I started making apparel design. So um, the hop feed turned into a clothing company, and it's I'm I'm the one and only. Uh, I'm the only one doing it. It's ran out of my my home studio. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So for for the hop feed, your it's your own creation. You know, it has a cool tagline: "Drink good beer with good friends," and that really to me resonates. You know, you're not uh, you're not. Neil Armstrong is on a moon landing with that idea, but just that's really to me what has always resonated with the beer industry. For sure. Is the like, idea that like I like I said, I jokingly said I have a seller. Ninety anytime anyone comes over my house, if they like beer on any scale, we'll go down there and we'll crack something crazy. And it, it it's not like, oh, that was a whatever, whatever. It's like, oh, this person has no idea what they're gonna get themselves into. And I'm so excited for them to to realize this is what beer should taste like. So that's really exactly. what so that's really what resonates for me. Yeah. I have like a weird thing with friends. If you tell me, you know, three to five things you like to drink, beer, like a certain type of beer, I like X or I like this type of drink or this type of wine. I'm per, I can I can get like you know, I can get with like, you know, within a birdie putt away, like from now on something that I think you're gonna like. And so Yeah, same here. And I'm I I've actually gotten that pretty recently um you know you tell me certain flavors you like certain even you know if i know you don't like coffee you probably won't like a stout or you know if you if you drink you know lighter wines you might like you know a goes or you know a, a saison of some sort um yeah, or but like, yeah hey, I, I, like, I, I like i like miller light it's like okay you like a pilsner you just don't really know how how yeah, that beer should taste like- right <laughs> but like it's the best it's the best and people because my wife I, I i was a heavy went through a heavy hot period and i still go like a good but for my wife her pal whoever that is she says it tastes like soap but i knew she liked coffee i knew she liked chocolate and 95 percent of the other things that, you know that they throw into those you know so i was like oh you like a pastry and then i walked her down to a coffee and she likes you know sours or lambics now like she's just not a hothead like and it's cool like so yeah i, I definitely I definitely think that we're in a great period of time for 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 beer people. So the the for hop sure. feed, 
you know, what are you doing? You just is this a way for you to tell everybody how much you love beer? I mean, these shirts are, um, the shirts are cool. Are you doing events? What's going on? It's super small. Like I'm not making this is not like a clothing brand to you know for me to quit my day job. This is just an expression of my passion for beer and my the passion for craft beer in, in particular. Um, you know, I've done a couple hats. I got, I'm sitting on a couple of shirts. Um, I'm going to start, you know, working on some new designs, but it's just basically just to get the mentality out there is like drink good beer with good friends. I was always a guy, you know, a lot of people, you know, in high school or, you know, right out, right after high school, you, you go and, you know, it could be a, uh, you know, a kegger, you know, you, you get a keg. <laughs> I've, I've been a kegger for like, well, that has like Firestone 805. Which is, uh, that's good beer. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll bring, you know, I'll bring a, a barrel aged, um, you know, Fedor's classic from Stone uh, and, you know, give everyone small tasters like, hey, this is this is what I brought for everyone to try. Like I was I, I was always the guy bringing like a, a fancy a fancy beer to <laughs> a rager or something. But yeah. it kind of like translated and it kind of like snowballed into. You know, now I have over 100 bottles in my cellar, quote-unquote cellar. Yeah, right. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it sounds way better. It's all, like it's branding, man. It's all about marketing. Exactly. I'm, a, I'm I market beer. <laughs> Hell, yes. So exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I went to like our our local Italian restaurant. They've I've I've helped them with they've on their own. They've got a pretty good, you know, tap list. Like they have 20 beers and I'd say like, you know, more than half of them are are, are locals that are really good. And so they invited me to like to their family and friends event for like for for the holidays and i showed up with like you know cane sunday brunch and something else like i was like this year the owner the guy looked at me like i had three heads i was like oh i don't know i just thought like it's a friends and family gathering i could show you what some <laughs> and so yeah I, i'm totally that guy yeah yeah for sure so i mean you know they're just you know in a couple of weeks we'll be th- i'll be throwing a housewarming party since i just moved and it's going to be a huge bottle share like i'm i'm willing to open up like half my cellar oh it's, um, it's so great yeah exactly you're like, you're like so oh it's I'm the, always about drinking good it's beer. a summer solstice let's have a bottle share yeah right like exactly. and you know you can get a bottle share going yeah it's good so go to the hot feed the hotfeed.com there's some t-shirts uh hats and uh you'll, you'll see some awesome beers that you wish you were drinking but r- rub it in a little bit now <laughs> now how is we talked about it for a little bit like so are you for your uh, your big bottles to your cans? Are you, are you from a nerd perspective? Are you using the same des- like design files? Are you like just having two separate like start from scratches? Like what, what like I I get you're a perfectionist. Your work is very clean. So I mean the 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 proportions and dimensions. I don't think they're they're not as giving going from the seven fifty you know to the the can. So are you do how are you how are you approaching that? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, we use two different die lines, obviously a 16 ounce can is just a right. wrap. Um, so I'll actually start there because a 16 ounce can, oh, the 16 ounce is the chicken. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, for, for our like branding and our guidelines and our packaging, like the, like style, uh, the cans always have more, I don't say more thought, but more assets into the design. You know, there's the die cut, which we're all known for where the brewery's known for. Um, which is kind of like that badge you see on all of our labels. Um, then on the 60 ounce can, you have like a full wrap background. You know, it could be as of lately, we've been doing a lot of adjuncted stouts. So I'll throw in, you know, illustrations and and sometimes even photoshopped real photography out of um, real photos of, you know, 
like right now, I, I just sent a print Fruct, which is a a, 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 a sour blonde ale aged in oak barrels. Um, so I, I sent Fruct boysenberry to print yesterday. And so I, pho I photoshopped real boysenberries out of a photo and made that the background of the label. And so there's different styles and different techniques that that we'll use on certain cans versus, you know, the, the bottle uh, package. But I typically start like for Black Tuesday, I started with a 16, 16 ounce can because I knew that was a new format for that beer, which um, little fun fact, the 16 ounce can Black Tuesday label, it's a lot of people see the like, like the can design. It looks like a bunch of just weird like lightning strikes as the background, but it's actually all the shapes of the Black Tuesday label overlaid each other. Um, and they're appeared in metallic on the finished label. So like, you know, I was talking about how black Tuesday, the, the shape changes every year. Yeah. That's all 10 years of black Tuesday shapes laid on top of each other. Fuck yeah, dude. That's great. I love that shit. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those things, like if you know, you know, you... type of thing, like I'll, I'll throw in Easter eggs in, in all, in most of the labels. What? All right. So first of all. How good do you feel you tell somebody? You're like, I'm in a place where people are going to appreciate this weird thing I did. Here it is, everybody. Random <laughs> yeah, change. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh, that's so I mean, great. More of a fun fact, that wasn't even like, that was not the first idea for the Black Tuesday 16 ounce can label. Like that was like my third idea. Because I was like, you know what? The shape changes every year. Let's Let's see what this looks like. So I played with it. And it was actually really hard finding all 10 year labels. Because obviously like I've only been there for little less than a year so i only had files up up until like three years ago so i had like was digging in like archive files and everything and and getting all those shapes and like dissecting them figuring out what pattern actually worked um was actually kind of hard yeah now on the label the wave kind of like that twirly like what's the what's the inspiration for that so that was actually the first version of the the black tuesday can label that i was was riffing off of because the background of all 10 years of the bottle of black Tuesday, it has that, that holographic swirl. And so I was just, you know, thinking about, you know, blowing that up, doing it bigger, kind of, uh, playing riffing off of like less is more black Tuesday will speak for itself. Everyone typically knows what black Tuesday is. Um, and so I, I wanted to keep it like kind of quiet, mysterious, super dark. Um, you know, it's almost an all black can um, and make that metallic in a metallic finish. And that was actually going to be like, that got a lot of approvals, but then I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll throw in this other idea and see if people like it. And then I showed, I showed it to uh, you know, the leadership team and, and everything like that. And, and they're like, this is, and some of them are like, well, well, what is this? And I was like, it's all 10 shapes put together. And they're like, that is fucking rad. Yeah, dude. I was like, I'm, I'm glad people actually could see that. But it's it's like those things. Like if you know, you know. I mean, like like I said, I'll throw in Easter eggs, um, whether it's like little hints or you know, little fine details. A lot of people don't get them, but like I said, if you know, you know. Yeah, no, I haven't had are the cans black. The black Tuesday cans are, are they the black cans or are they the silver cans? It's a silver can, but the the wrap covers majority of it, so it. And if we actually, 
Yeah, the 2020 you know, guys, can. The 2020 can, guys. Get the black can. That'd be dope. We're, we're trying, man. We're, we'll, we're trying. We'll, <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll see when that time <laughs> I, Oh, yeah. It's super easy for me to say that. Yeah. Get the fucking cans, man. <laughs> it's hard, man. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because they're super. Monster's they're super taking hard. all the black, black lids. Who is? Monster. Monster uses black lids, typically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they did for a while. I don't know if they're they're still doing it, but yeah, that was of... yeah. Because I went to, I haven't been. I was gonna go this year, but I don't think I'm gonna go. But the, the craft brewers conference, and one of the folks was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're like backed up like five months. Like we can't get enough cans to sell. Like to, I mean, I'm in sales. I'm like, that's a great gig to be in. They're like, yeah, we basically they just like sell themselves. Like okay, yeah, it's all... it's tricky. Like we got lucky. The Rekeller Hellas uh, lid. We we got gold lids for that and. We, we obviously we, we hit the deadline for that, but we were like shocked when they're like, yeah, we, ha- we have that quantity. We're like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's, let's do it. So I will take, all, I will take all of them, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's great. Now, uh, what do you, so what are you doing in your free time? Well, tell us, I mean, obviously you're, you're working all the time. You just moved. You're, you're I think you're a gym rat, but what's, what, what, is, what, are, what are you into Alex? What's your, what's your. I it's, mean, it's personal balance a little bit. The, the beer consumption and the, yeah. you know, the large pizzas every now and then I do go to the gym frequently. Nice. Um, I drink good beer with good friends. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, you know, just hang out, pet some dogs, hang out with my girlfriend. Um, you know, just try to make best of my time. All right. So let's see. going to travel a lot this year. I got, I got a lot of travel plans this year. All right. Well, if you come out east, let me know. We'll, we'll we'll get at it. But I have a I, I definitely want to uh, one of my beer bucket list trips is the bre- going to the brewery, the brewery. So and you must let get me know, man. Oh, oh, I will, I will, I'm going to play that card ten times. You and I will, will definitely hang out if I if I get out there. My new company has an office in Glendale, so I'll definitely extend my trip and you know cross off a bucket list item and then get to hang out with you. You so have this, a couch to sleep on. <laughs> all right, my friend. Maybe yeah, or maybe we can get a hotel right next to the. The brewery and just get at it. Yeah, I can hopefully expense it. If you're listening, boss, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Um, so here's a nerdy question: Since you're working oh. with so many files, so many versions, you know, uh, you know, even different, you know, uh, liquid containers, what is your naming convention for your files? Oh man. Uh, okay. Right? Nerd nerdy question. I love this. No, question. we actually have. I I mean, we I've adapted a little bit. I've brought actually some some style and some techniques over from what I learned at Stone. Um, they actually uh, the brewery actually had a, a really good uh, established uh, like a folder like I guess you say folder breadcrumb like what what folder goes into what folder type of thing. I kind of like meshed it two together. Uh, it's not company wide yet. It's definitely just for the marketing team. <laughs> Uh, I'm the one that's, Hey Alex, you got that file? Yeah, I got that file. Um, but like, let's say, uh, I started working on black Tuesday, 16 ounce can. So it would be black Tuesday underscore 16 ounce underscore 2020 underscore R one for round one. And then that's under comps. So that's, you know, round after round. So round two, round three, uh, if it's a small tweak, it'd be round three B, um, but if it's the file like, hey, I know this is approved, everything's outlined, there's no live fonts, uh, there's another folder um, that's called file or final, and it, and it's Black Tuesday underscore 16 ounce can underscore 2020 underscore print. Like that is sent to print. All right. Now, do you count back them? Uh, the names? 
Like, you know what I mean? What do you mean? So if you have two words, if it was Black Tuesday, would the B's and the T be capitalized or be all? Oh, I always capitalize. I'm a, I'm a formal guy. <laughs> I'm a little too formal sometimes. I like, like even submitting like, like artwork to vendors and, and, and certain things like to our printer. Um, I will always capitalize everything, even like the forms and everything. So everything's like, at least my files. Right. Are, like, so if it was Black Tuesday, that would be B, capital B, L A C K, capital T. Yes. Good. Yeah. They, uh, that's a nerdy way of, they call it camelback. Oh, I did. I never, I never heard that term before. Cause like, yeah, the humps. Like, so you, you see a little I like word, it. And then you do the underscore, which I do. Yeah, we're pretty close. My my weirdest one is I use European uh, date at the end of all the files, but we're pretty similar in the middle. I use uh, WIP for work in progress, and I use like Virgin. I try to, and then if it's final, I put final in front of it. But yeah, I do like so today is you know DD. Then I but then I do the three days in the month, so MON, and then I do YY. So that's how I do it. It's, it's it doesn't make sense. I don't know why I do it that way, but I love it. Hey, it's formal. It's it's you know that's when everyone knows in the company that you've touched it or that's your file. Oh yeah, and most of my most of my files I only touch myself. So it's like I just it just it just gives me peace of mind because a I found that the more consistent you are, which probably you appreciate, is that when you were searching for that file. It's super easy to find because if you put like oh, yeah. if you put the project, the client, you know the, the state it's in and the date, yeah. you can really you know, like you you don't always know the exact time you worked on it, but you can probably you know horseshoes get pretty close, you know, pretty close to it. You 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 can always search for for some general terms and you you'll probably find it, especially over at the brewery. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because even that you you, you might you might find all ten year label of uh, Black Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, which would be fun. Yeah, it'd be a fun little kind of. Uh, I kind of like the fact that you didn't have them as digitals and you had to figure out a way to, to, to get them. Like you probably knew a bunch of new enough beer nerds. You probably could scan in the physical labels, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, and that's actually another cool thing that we actually have is we have, we have uh, binders of every label we've actually ever sent to print like the final form and everything. And that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. that is really. So cool. like if I need to reference something and I don't have that file or I need to figure out like what was actually put on the bottle or whatever, I have all I have all those labels. Right, and you probably touch them, and you I mean maybe you get the texture. Yeah, I think it's just cool. Yeah, I I was messing with my friend uh, Nick, who will give him some love. He's the the brewery like OG, but yeah, the, the, I was saying before he early on got you know the 2009 Black Tuesday, so he had the first vintage for for a while. I, I, he might have one left, but oh, they're so good. I've I've there's a handful of people that actually have that bottle left. Yeah, he was like, it was early on, and you always have your friend who has like, you're like, oh, my seller, like, this dude has a seller, because he had a period of time where his wife was selling, had her own vintage, like, uh, you know, vine, uh, vineyard and was selling her own wine, so in their basement, it's this airtight, like, conditioned cellar, like, it, it, when, I, when you and I joke about our cellar just being basically a corner of our room, like, his is like a glass enclosure, and it's, Dang. it's, it's one of the best drinking experiences I've had so this is the the I love Nick segment and uh, yeah. And well, Nick, invite me over. I'll bring right. I'll bring some other beers. <laughs> yeah, if you're in New York City, there's the I have a I have a custom made Nick's beer map of the best beer bars in New York City. So reach out, I'll send it to you. It's a living, growing Google Map document that he puts together. So anyway, damn. Oh yeah, it makes it's the I mean it's the best. You're in Manhattan, you open it up your Google Maps, and it, there's like 
75 pins of like all these great places to go like in and it, i mean he's not google but like it, google knows where you are and it tells you the closest ones and it's, it's awesome nice so last two questions um beer related so what i mean obviously you have a you access to a, a plethora of beers what kind of what are your favorite beers or styles uh I mean, at all, I get that question. We're, we're doing this in the, see, actually, this is a hard question for me because in the Northeast, we'd say, okay, it's the winter time and I'm way more likely to drink a big, big stout because, you know, it's freezing, but you're in Cali. Yeah, you're warming up. Um, I mean, Southern California, we only get a handful of cold days, but I mean, it all depends. Like, you know, I mean, I'm down for a stout. I will never start with a stout though because it's so like, typically i'm not saying all stouts but it's very mouth coating um you know i kind of like just go with the flow when it comes to you know starting light maybe get something hoppy um depending where i'm at depending what i'm doing like i'll drink a beer while i'm designing um you know um yeah i mean it all depends on the mood time of day but i as of lately i will say i've been drinking a lot of lagers um whether you know i've been sipping on some dry hops lagers um some hop forward definitely hop forward lagers so that's a blend of you know you know the the, the higher ibus but um i mean yeah it all depends i mean bottle share i'll, I'll rip into anything open to anything just because you know when's the next time i'm gonna be able to have access to someone else's bottle or you know having that whatever they bring over um yeah we which i see you drink a lot of we had recently had the uh what was it? Uh, the Roll for Initiative this year's uh, one of the bottle logic. It was like the barrel aged like cinnamon roll stout, and it was amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> I right, you should do. Yeah, you you're in Cali. It's too warm. You should send me all those. Yeah, you drink a lot of bottle well, I mean, logic it, for for complaining about it being hard out there. Yeah, coat my well, mouth up. Send them over. <laughs> well, not only it helps that the, the bottle logic is down the street from the brewery. Oh my god. Um, my roommate works at Bottle Logic, so <laughs> I, I hate you this, this house has a lot of uh, stocked beer. Yeah, say that. that couch might be a great idea for me. I think that that couch sounds pretty sexy right about now. What the hell? No, I'm over. telling you, man. Um, no, but you know, it all depends. Like, you know, who am I hanging out with? Am I what's what's the intent? Do I feel comfortable? Like, that's actually a, a thing you might not actually hear, but when I go to a new brewery. And this might like blow some people's minds, but not everyone. Maybe I don't know. That's this is how I think, and I could be weird. But if I go to a new brewery and I don't feel comfortable, like like I don't feel like I'm at home drinking a beer. Like granted, yes, I'm not at home. But if I don't feel, I don't want to use the word cozy, but like if I don't feel comfortable, I won't get more than like two beers. Does so, that make sense? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we have our. I mean, I, I am coming to you on the East Coast as a middle-aged white man. So, I mean, I think that that is kind of an interesting discussion. But I've we've had our friends and others, you know, we're big fans of uh, the Beer Culture, who's a website and, you know, craft crew. and But just in general, like, I think that if you're not, if it's not a place, like, the good part is now there's so many breweries. And so I can, if I don't feel comfortable and it's not a great place for me to be, I'm not going to stay there all day. Like I can go somewhere else. Yeah, like, a I, better experience. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, drinking. I like, I, like, first of all, I don't drink to get drunk. <laughs> I, I drink for the social, the social aspect. I've met a handful of cool people at breweries, you know, 
sharing good conversation. That's like that's a whole concept behind the hot feed is like drink good beer with good friends, whether it's you know friends I've had for you know 15 years or friends that I've just met, you know, sharing a pint. Um, but like I I I I would want to feel comfortable at a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, life time. I mean, it, time is long. Life is short. Right. Wherever we're spending our time. I don't know the idea. Like I'm just I'm a. I guess I don't know. My wife and we argue on the date. Become a middle aged man. I'm I'm on the teetering of a middle aged man, which drives me <laughs> crazy. But I don't know. I just don't do things anymore because I like I'm I'm not cool. Like I I I enjoy life. I'm a good man. I'm a good person. But like I'm not. There's no like clout. Like I don't give a shit about badges and that nonsense. Like so I'm not gonna stay at your brewery for, you know, my whole day. Like if I if there's brewery hours to be had in my day, like that's pretty few and far between. Like I'm gonna, oh, sure. I'm gonna maximize the shit out of that. Like so if it's not a cool experience, like we went, we went to Vermont this weekend with the Lawsons and we like I love it. Amazing feeling there is great. They have stuff for the kids and fun little teaser. We're gonna launch a website soon. You know, uh, kids rate breweries. Um, and it's kind of a silly little playoff of all the you know kids and brewery stuff, but they went yeah. to another brewery in town and they were really nice people. And I won't, I'm not gonna name them because I don't want to be negative, but the beer was below average and I didn't enjoy it. And so we got our, our flight of tasters and we thanked them. They were super kind people, but like I was, just, I left. Like I wasn't, I wasn't gonna like go through like another. You know, we already had four plus mini pours and it wasn't that great. And so yeah, I moved on. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a time and a place, you know, when when hey oh hey I'm gonna you know throw back you know a decent amount of pints or you know I want to see what this brewery's all about I'm gonna order the lager or the pilsner, um, but yeah I agree. Yeah man, and lastly, which I'm curious about, I I literally have no idea what you're gonna say here, so I'm pretty excited. Uh-oh. Oh no, there's no wrong answer. Like I feel like a you know a good warm up that, but uh, in my former life, obviously I I, I was a, I did I hosted a radio show for ten years and I, the music is really important. What are you listening to personally or when you're when you're designing? Are you a guy who works in silence? Like what's the what's the vibe over at AP Creative? Remember, folks, you can listen to AP Creative underscore on Instagram and AP Creative dot com, which is a super out of date website which you should never check out. But if you do. Give Alex a hard time on his Instagram. Um, I actually listen to like, like lo-fi beats. Like, um, I'm gonna. I got inspired by. Drop the, some names. The, Let's go. This is self-serving. I, I don't really care what other people think. Um, um yeah. I got inspired. I used to watch. I, I mean, I still kind of watch uh, a lot of Casey Neistat yeah, YouTube videos. Um, and his like little like music, you know, in between scenes. Like he's a very like. He doesn't even consider his YouTube videos videos. They're they're short movies, and I I picked up on that quite quite well. And and um, I started like picking up like his style of music, and I I finally started listening to that music while I was designing, and I got into the zone a lot quicker. Um, um, but you know, artists like David Cutter uh, music on Spotify and stuff like that. I actually have a Spotify playlist called pixel pushing <laughs> yeah? All right. that I listen to on the daily. Um, but you know, I move pixels all day. Who's but... on there? Who's on the pixel pushing playlist? Uh, let me check right now. Actually. Alliteration at its finest. Uh, David Cutter, got some Billy Eilish, pretty lights, uh, Taylor Ward, uh, Matt and Kim, Brock Berrigan, um, electric guest, Cody G. 
Um, yes, this is my this this is Jerry my biggest Folk. this is my biggest self serving question. Yeah, we're gonna try to come up with sixteen ounce canvas radio and have all the musicians and artists that people listen to who are creative and like make it like a mosh. You know, I mean, like, the, and the, what's what's cool is like I only have uh, thirty two songs on this playlist, but the the recommended songs like the 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 radio yeah, the algorithm is the best. I, it's some of it. Sometimes it's better than my actual playlist. I was like, "Oh wow, yes. I should add this," but I always forget. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We did it. Hell Dude, yeah! Uh, you've been talking for almost uh, an hour, almost an hour and twenty minutes. Sweet, dude. This is this was awesome. Well, good. I really appreciate you. I I love what you're doing. I'm a big fan. Like I said, when I got the Glendale, or I know I'm coming out there, I'll give you a heads up. Oh, we'll get, for sure. We'll get beers in person if you're ever on the East Coast, if you know New York or wherever. Uh, yeah, I, I have I have plans to travel to Boston this year, so well, I'll, give, I'll yeah, definitely give me yeah, just give me enough part. notice, and I will put in my uh, weekend pass, and we'll get at it. But yeah, and uh, I'll send you some of our uh, Northeast beers, and you know, I just again, thank you so much, Alex. I know how busy you are, and I really appreciate what you're doing, and it was nice Thanks, to man. get a snapshot and uh, celebrate you. And this will probably go live in a couple of weeks, so uh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. All right, dude. I'm going to text you now. We're buddies now. So anything you need, you're part of the crew, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good, man. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Alex. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. There we have it, folks. Alex Ponce, the brewery. 16 ounce canvas it's a really great episode and i think folks are really gonna enjoy this one i will apologize i did you know while editing realize a few times i probably spoke over alex maybe that's why this episode is a little bit longer but we really shared a good energy it was a good vibe really know that he's passionate and loves what he's doing ap creative underscore on instagram ap-creative.com as well as go pick up some of that one-of-a-kind unique Good Vibes merch from the Hop Feed or thehopfeed.com. Tell him AJ sent you. This just be Alex, but he's a party of one, and that party does not stop. We hope everybody enjoyed this episode 148. We've got season 14 in the works. Definitely looking forward to getting some new folks out to you, introducing you to some of the continued successes and stories of the great artists and designers in the craft beer industry. We're bringing some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. Remember, you can check us out on all of our social media feeds, 16OZCanvas, 16OZCanvas.com. Use the hashtag, tic-tac-toe, whatever it is that you want to call that thing. Use it, share it, like it. And this, again, let's just summarize really quick. Great story going from customer to lead designer, creative, passionate, hardworking, really believes in what he's doing. There's a great uh, work ethic, and I think it really just goes along with the the beer that the brewery brewery is doing and all of the, the creative things that have kind of come from there over the years. And now Alex is kind of the brand ambassador in many ways. So much love to the crew over there, and I uh, look forward to visiting in the future, playing my 16-ounce canvas guest card. I don't know what that'll get me, but I just want to... Uh, swim around all the barrels and just have a good old time out there but like i said we had a good time in vegas hopefully you guys had a good week we look forward to continually pushing it and i really enjoyed having alex here on the the podcast really excited for what we have in store for 2020 
Thank you once again. Remember ap-creative.com, thehopfeed.com, and then apcreative underscore and thehopfeed on Instagram. Make sure you support what Alex is doing. We appreciate all of our guests, the community that we're all building together. And most importantly, we thank you for deciding to listen. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you choose to be here with us. So until next week, we thank you. We thank you. You're cool. And we're out. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.